Well, hey, what is going on, Liberty fans? My name is Nick Kirby, and welcome to the AC of Red Live podcast. This is the basketball edition. The show is presented, as always, by Jason Porter Real Estate, covering all of your residential and commercial real estate needs in the Lynchburg area, and our newest partner, Ironclad Coffee. My name is Nick. I am joined by the Reverend, now Dr. Will Matthews. Uh, before we get started tonight, if you are watching uh, on YouTube, hit two seconds, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel right there. Uh, we're providing all kinds of great content, including press conferences and all that kind of fun stuff. And then the AC of Red live podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So subscribe, leave a five-star review, all that kind of fun stuff. Well, folks, I'm not going to keep you waiting. Uh, the main guy is here. This is Coach McKay. Coach, how are you doing here? You guys had a, a busy couple days here uh, right before the holidays. How are you doing tonight? Doing great, Nick. Let me... Let me just say this. Do I have to address Will as Dr. Will or Reverend Will? I prefer neither. Uh, just yeah. Will's fine. I think I'm going to go with Dr. Will because uh, that, uh, that takes some some work to achieve that status. And then, Nick, man, you're like the Brian Winhurst of, uh, of Flames basketball. Man. You, <laughs> you really uh, you do a great job, man. I, unbelievable. The, uh, at the degree you follow it with. Uh, Greatly appreciate it. Sometimes I think you don't have enough to do, but uh, I'm really impressed with uh, with your knowledge of the game. He's the real doctor here. <laughs> <laughs> My wife has other ideas of not having enough to do, that's for sure. Uh, uh, all right, well, Coach, uh, two big wins in the non-conference. Uh, Brian and Grambling, I know before the season you were hyping up this non-conference schedule. And I'll, I'll be a little honest. I was kind of like, eh, I don't know about this, but hey, you were right. This was a quality schedule. These were two really good wins. How do you how do you feel about your team? And do you feel like this kind of gave you guys a little bit of momentum here as we get uh, closer to conference play? Yeah, Nick. You know, I've said all along it's uh, it's really hard to schedule these days for uh, mid major programs, especially those that have experienced a little bit of success uh, or recent success. And it's simply because there's a narrative out there that. Uh, for the high majors that because they play so many conference games, there's no need to supplement their non-conference schedule with a uh, higher net ranking. So in essence, they have been told schedule either quad ones or quad fours in the non-conference. Cause if you lose to a quad two or three, it could be really detrimental to your NCAA tournament hope. So uh, that being said, you know, we, we experienced a really difficult time trying to complete our schedule. So we kind of took what we could get, and, and on paper, I thought some of the teams that we were playing were going to be much improved, uh, and I knew how good Alabama was. I, I didn't know they were top five in the country, but I knew they were good. And uh, consequently, man, we this is the best non-conference schedule that we've faced, uh, I want to say, since the 20 or since the yeah 2018-19 season, the year we went to the NCAA tournament and got to the round of 32. So you asked how I feel about our team. I feel good that we're what nine and four now, and uh, I feel better that we've we've really played a schedule that has challenged ourselves. And uh, that being said, that's always what you want in preparation for what is the best ASUN that we've ever participated in. Yeah, Coach. I know you never know kind of what the non-conference schedule is going to look like, or or how good the teams are going to be. But when do you start? Like, what is the process? Like, when do you start actually looking at next season for non-conference opponents? 
Yeah, well, good question. So by like right now, we're trying to schedule for 23-24. And okay. uh, it, we have an MTE. And when you, like the head in Hawaii last year, um, this year's tournament in Cancun, we played in the Space Coast Challenge. We've gotten to a point where we've started to get invited to the the higher level tournaments, the ones that are usually tied to a TV deal. And, uh, and next year we're in uh, Myrtle Beach. Uh, we'll, we'll play in uh, a tournament there. So uh, Breaking I, news. Yeah, I think uh, I'm not sure I was supposed to announce that, but and <laughs> um, we'll schedule around that. And uh, for you know, for us, we're we're trying to get high major games, and uh, no one's scheduling right now. As a matter of fact, with the institution of the transfer portal, yeah, the 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 slant has been to wait as long as you can to see what the other team's roster is going to look like. Had I had done that, um, I wouldn't have scheduled Southern Miss at the time we did because <laughs> uh, they've got some great transfers who we got to see up close and personal. I think they're what eleven and one now, or something like that. Uh, but I do think that really helps you prepare for a, a competitive league. Yeah, I certainly did not expect Southern Miss to be a quad one game at home. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty wild. Coach, I, I'm not sure how deep you get into the the A Sun, you know, when you're in non-conference play. But I, I have to ask you about Florida Gulf Coast because they have had a the whole conference as a whole has had a great non-conference, as you said. Uh, North Alabama with a win against Ole Miss yesterday. Well, what's your thoughts on on Florida Gulf Coast and kind of what uh, Pat Chambers is doing there? Have you ever run into to Pat Chambers before? Kind of a coach that I feel really maybe got undervalued when he was at Penn State. Yeah, he did. A, he did a really good job at Penn State, Nick. And uh, I, I don't know him personally. I've watched his teams. I've seen him on the road recruiting. Uh, he's very well respected, and they they play with a, a great deal of of uh, freedom, but but it's with discipline and. They, you know, they had, they had a really good team last year, guys. They uh, they were they were a tough out, and I know they lost Dun Martin and uh, Kevin Samuel, but some of those other guys that weren't playing as much uh, were pretty good too. And then Thompson at the point for him, he's he's really elevated, uh, uh, I think, or stabilized their backcourt, and I, that's a that's a really good team. But so is Jacksonville. There's the usual suspects: Jacksonville, uh, Stetson. Uh, it, North Florida is always like, I, I don't just throw out their non-conference schedule because whatever their record is, throw it out, pay no attention to it. Uh, he does a great job. Stetson's had a really good non-conference. And then we talk about Bellarmine last year. We, we all know how good Bellarmine is. Well, Queens, anytime you've been to the NCAA tournament six, seven, eight times in a row, you're used to winning and there's a culture there that I just think this league is going to – I watched Lipscomb the other night against Louisville. Man, they look great. And Kennesaw is a problem. No one's talking about them. Those dudes have started together three years in a row. So I, I see a – there won't be a night in the league where you can say, oh, well, we're supposed to beat them. That, that's going to happen. That will not happen this year. We, everybody's going to have to be on in order to win a Division One game once January or – December 29th hits. I think the depth of the A-Sun, like you were saying, is a lot different this year. And, you know, I think maybe we should try to get Louisville on the schedule next year. They don't <laughs> seem to uh, – I mean, I know we'll be not be in the A-Sun anymore. But, you know, Coach, when I was in the – I don't – I think like the ninth grade, 
my mom asked me one day why she had not signed a progress report in two years. And I told her that they just don't give those out anymore, which was a lie. I was just signing her name to it. But yeah, what as you guys are going into um, conference play, like what is Coach McKay's progress report for the team? Not as not as much as you know who you're playing, but just how you're playing as a unit. Well, thanks for the uh, the little history before the question. Yeah. I appreciate that. And uh, as as a reverend, you know, confession is good for the soul, but bad for the reputation. <laughs> Shouldn't be signing your mom's name. Well. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, you know, I'll start with our freshmen, uh, Colin Porter and Zach Cleveland. If you haven't seen us a bunch, uh, you're going to come to love their games. The, those dudes are really, really good players, and and they're even better people. Uh, Nick, you asked early on how I feel about our group. I, I'm telling you, there's not – there can't be a better locker room than the one that we get a chance to experience. I love our dudes and and our coaches and support staff. It, I think it's it's got a, a really unique atmosphere to it. Uh, so I, I think we're getting better. Uh, let's see, we lost to Northwestern, played poorly in the second half, got back Thanksgiving Day, and in the preceding, what, 28 days or four weeks, I, I think we've improved. I think there's, there's a more attentive uh, disposition about the details of our program taking care of the basketball, trying to trying to get a good shot and being a little harder to play against defensively. So that encourages me. Uh, I still think, again, we have a, a, a lot of room for improvement. Uh, but I will say this, and I think I alluded to it on the radio, the post-game show, like, you take out a segment of the Oral Roberts game and maybe the Northwestern game, and well, if we wouldn't have spotted Southern Miss, who deserved it, 26 points, like we – there could be a whole different story to where we are in our season. So I haven't thought that we were far away from uh, being a, a really good team. I still don't think we're the best version of ourselves, but I, I do think, I do think we are approaching that. And I mentioned the freshman, the Darius McGee is Darius McGee. Please don't take Darius McGee for granted. It, it, it's, it's, it, it's uncanny the ability that he has to shot make. And uh, there's, there's not a lot of players in the country uh, nor have worn a Liberty uniform that have the, the gift that he does there and to do it with the humility he does. It's special. I'll, I'll land this plane. Sorry for the long answer, but today's game against the non one Darius came back in and I put him back in because he only had like 10 points. I thought, man, the guy's averaging 20. I owe it to him to let him get a couple of buckets because he can do it in three possessions. The dude wouldn't shoot. He, he was more concerned about getting Bryson or Gabriel or Jonathan a shot. He wouldn't shoot. Like, that's who Darius McGee is. And uh, I think it's indicative of his experience at Liberty, what kind of university he represents, and uh, and the overall uh, reason he came back because of his teammates. I got one last question for you, Coach. I know you've been hounded on this in every – post-game press conference, uh, the, the turnovers, and I know I hounded you before the season started, uh, but I did look this up. You guys are in the top 50 in uh, turnover rates since you came back from Cancun uh, nationally. Uh, do you feel like that is uh, kind of indicative of where you're at, and do you feel like that is, is uh, something you feel a lot more confident as you kind of get into A-Sun play? Yeah, yeah, I do think it's uh, it's something we're paying a lot of attention to, Nick, and, uh, and again, there. If it wasn't turning the basketball over, it would be something else. Uh, 
you know, what free throw percentage or because again, it's the middle or towards the end of December. And we all know that there's still a lot to work on. So, uh, but, but that's okay. That's honestly, that's part of the process. And we want to embrace the hard. We want to, we want to keep getting better and, uh, and try and just like we are in our spiritual pursuits, we're trying to find a, a better version of ourselves than yesterday. And I, again, I, I love our group's approach to it because I think it's really mature and it's uh, fun to be a part of. But I, when we take care of the ball, we usually get a good shot, Nick. And uh, and that's kind of the way we're built. So I hope we can. Thanks for looking that up, by the way. I hope we can keep trending in that direction. Elite shooting team. Elite shooting. Just need to get the shots up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of elite shooters, um, Coach, it's been really fun to watch Colin Porter play. Uh, my question is, do you get him and Brody Peebles confused? Because when I'm watching on TV and they're both running down the court, I, sometimes I don't know who is who. <laughs> now, I, they are both elite shooters, I can tell you that. <laughs> and uh, and they, they both work tremendously hard. Do you get them confused, Dr. Will, because of the headbands and the it's long It's the headband hair? and the hair and yeah. about yeah. you know about the same size. And, you yeah. know, except for my 10-year-old looks older than Colin Porter <laughs> for some reason. Well, if your 10-year-old is as good as Colin Porter, we'll take him right now. <laughs> uh, no, nah, those guys, again, as much as they're in the gym, especially Brody, like I, I can't walk past the, uh, the practice gym or in the arena without seeing Brody Peebles. I think he gets some mail there if I'm, if I'm not, <laughs> uh, but he, that, that kid keeps getting better and better. And I think he's coming on yeah. next and uh, you'll want to talk to him a lot more than you'll want to talk to me. He's so, he's so humble. Try and get a word or two out of Peebs though. Cause he'll, you know, he, he's, he's unassuming. He, he doesn't think of himself more highly than he ought. And, uh, and I think that's what makes him so fun to root for, you know? This is hard, hard hitting press here. So we'll uh, we'll do our best. <laughs> All right, coach. Well, thanks so much. Best of luck as we get into uh, to a sun play. We'll be uh, looking forward to it. Uh, getting started right away against Bellarmine. Little revenge game, maybe. We'll see. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure I'd call it a revenge game. <laughs> I know how hard they are to beat. I think they've lost once at home all year long, and uh, and they do a great job. We've seen enough of them. One question for you guys. Is your Christmas shopping finished? Uh, as good as well, I was going to ask you for advice on what I should get my wife of uh, 14 years, because at this point, I have no idea anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's usually the thought that counts. But my wife's just in the uh, other room and she's an earshot away. So I can't give away <laughs> what this year's present is. Uh, but I've typically waited until the last day or two. Uh, I've only got one or two more gifts to pick up and I'll be done by tomorrow. You All can right. just say, I got to go talk to a recruit, right? And run to the store. And That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, thanks for having me on. And thanks for yep. how much you, uh, you follow Liberty basketball. I, I, it means a lot to us and uh, appreciate the way you cover us. So thank you. Yeah. Yep. Thanks thank coach. You, coach. All right, well, let's get right into it. We got Jason Porter and uh, Brody Peebles. Uh, Brody, uh, are you back home in Alabama yet? Not yet. We had uh, I made a stop in a gas station somewhere in Tennessee right now. Uh, so we made a stop. We're about like three hours away. So we're getting that. Look at this guy stopping, stopping at the gas station to talk to Liberty fans. The, the dedication. Uh, we love it. All right. Well, Brody, we won't keep you too long, but uh, wanted to check in for sure. You in, in Division One games are shooting 30% from three, 61% from two, and 93% from the line. 
seems like you really uh, this year have gotten comfortable kind of uh, maybe embracing like that sixth man role. Can you talk a little bit about that and uh, how your season's going so far? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think just a lot of work went into it. I think uh, maybe saw it such as last year, um, but just as my confidence grew, um, you know, got the opportunity. Uh, I think worked really hard in this offseason. You know, our coaches did a great job of, you know, telling me what I needed to work on, the things I needed to improve, and, you know, I worked really hard at them. Brody, great job today, man. I was at the game, of course, and uh, enjoyed watching you guys uh, move. I, I think uh, one of the stats that I saw that just kind of jumped off the page to me that was indicative of the ball game today was 27 assists. I mean, that's just unbelievable. You guys were moving well. Uh, everybody was looking out for everybody else like you normally do, of course. But what kind of uh, things were you guys seeing on the mm-hmm. floor today? Uh, like I said, it just looked like it was it was a well-oiled machine. And, and granted, competition was what it was today. But at the same time, the, the floor balance looked really good. And 27 assists, man, you just can't get away from a stat like that. Right. No, absolutely. I think it shows, you know, what kind of team we have, that guys are selfless and, and people want to help each other. And, you know, we had guys that had great games like, JJ had 23, uh, hit a ton of threes. So I think, I think coach was talking about it earlier, like Darius comes in and, you know, he's not trying to score himself when he can score 30 easily, you know, in a game like that. So I think it just talks to, you know, how connected our group is and how selfless, you know, the guys are. Hey Birdie, um, every week Kyle Road comes on here and we get to ask him about you guys, but now we get to ask you about Kyle Road. Okay. Uh, what is, <laughs> what does his leadership mean, um, to the team, uh, as you guys are, you know, trying to go back to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, man, Kyle, um, Kyle's a young brother to me. He, uh, ever since I've been here, I remember last year we had COVID at the same time. So I stayed at his house. Um, this, I didn't get my apartment until like, uh, late July summer. So I live with him and Jess, like, like he's unbelievable, um, follower of Jesus and he meant in that way. And I think you know, as a team as a whole, like he brings that, that incredible leadership, incredible praise, and the confidence that um, you know a team that wants to make a run and understands needs. So he's an unbelievable player and better, you know, better person. Yeah, but he's like a brother to me and what he does for our team. Like, uh, Bert, you guys played in the uh, the Hall of Fame Classic this past weekend. What was uh, that experience like uh, going up to to Massachusetts at the the Hall of Fame? Yeah, that was a great experience. Uh, I got to go to the Hall of Fame Museum, so that was a really cool experience. Dan, uh, all kinds of jerseys and, and exhibits and stuff, so that was a cool experience. And then playing Bryant, really good team. Um, yeah, that was a great, great win for us. It's a great team and a cool place, you know, getting to go where you know, basketball was created. All right, well, Brody, thank you so much for, for stopping on your, your trip back and taking some time to uh, – uh, join us tonight. Uh, really excited to see you guys as you get uh, started with ASUN play here next week. Uh, hopefully we can catch up with you again later this year. All right. That was Brody Peebles having a really, really good year for Liberty. Uh, has had some big, big games and uh, excited to see what he can do in uh, ASUN play. Jason, here as we're getting uh, closer to the new year, tell us about Legacy Realty and uh, uh, how you guys can help people you know, reach their goals as we get... Uh, we're getting closer to 2023. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Pulling off pages of the calendar. I don't know about you guys, but I wrote 2023 down on something the other day, and I thought I thought I was talking to the Jetsons. I mean, it's just crazy thinking about that day and age, right? <laughs> but, uh, 
Yeah, we've had a great year. Uh, personally, it's been uh, it's been phenomenal. Uh, huge blessings there. But I think uh, we're starting to see things balance out a little bit in the market without getting into too many weeds here. But uh, anything we can do, I've I've said it before. You guys know I mean it. Uh, a lot of the a, a lot of the things in my business is just knowing the right folks that can help you, uh, whether you're buying or selling, whether we're talking about investments or commercial properties. Got a lot of folks trying to do some stuff by the end of the year still. So had some appointments earlier in the week already. So we're still uh, kind of feel like that. Mahomes uh, Palomalo commercial where I'm never not working sort of deal, but uh, always here for anybody that needs some help with anything or just some free counsel, whatever. See my uh, my email address down there across the bottom. Of course, everything's on the website too. If I can be a service to anybody, but uh, ready to get rolling and um, enjoying watching the flames, man. They're starting to cook it uh, right now, and it's good hearing coach coaches take on the on the end of the non conference season for sure. Jason, would ask you you about. Uh... A Sun play. Have you kind of followed at all the the A Sun conference? I I feel like I feel like this year in the A Sun, it, it is it, it. There may not Florida Gulf Coast may not be as good as that that Lipscomb team the first year, but man, top to bottom, this is by far I think the the best best league that Liberty's played in. Yeah, I mean, definitely to to be candid, I haven't studied it nearly as much as you guys have, of course. Uh, but uh, but it, it always seems to be that way. It's just a dogfight. It, it it almost doesn't matter kind of who we're up against or. What's going on? But I do think the important part of it is now with those intrinsics with uh, with the team, whether we're talking about turnovers or shooting percentages. But you get a night like tonight and 23s. I mean, 47 percent from three point range. It was just crazy. The guys were on fire. Like I was talking to Peebs mm-hmm. about the spacing was really good. So I think as long as those cylinders are, are, are clicking, everybody's playing well. Everybody stays healthy, obviously, is a big part of this, too. But uh the league is going to be a tough one again, and I think the home court advantage is going to make a big, big, big difference this year, too. So uh, just a shout-out to the fans and Flames Nation, man, to, to fill it up. All right, awesome. Well, Jason, we appreciate your support, as always. Enjoy talking basketball with you as well, and uh, I know you are the number one guy if you're in the Lynchburg area and you uh, you need some real estate help. If you can't get a hold of Jason, get a hold of me or Will. We'll get you to Jason. We'll make sure you're connected. Hey. I think a, a great last-minute Christmas gift, brand-new house. That's ah, let's go. Let's there go. We go. Absolutely. Oh, Jason Porter. <laughs> Absolutely. I was trying to figure out how to work a, uh, a giveaway in there, Dr. Will, but I wasn't sure, uh, wasn't sure if I could pull that one off yet. He's a doctor now. He's a pro. He's a pro at this. I know. Hey, I my, know. It's impressive. My wife works for a, a real estate uh, law firm, so, hey, she's always busy with closings and meetings Got and – uh, so, uh, yeah, I know what it's like this time of year. ABC always be closing. <laughs> All right, Jason. Well, we'll catch up with you again here soon. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. All right. Well, good stuff. We'll, uh, it's just me and Will today. No picks this week. Uh, you know, the, the boys, they, Richie they... long shots is still recovering, so he could not be here. You know, it was just, it was too much work just to check 11 games and, you know, it was too much work this week. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get back next time, but let's run through some of the stuff here in the A sun. Just, just me and will here. Uh, we'll go through each of these games, uh, each of the division one games. We only cover division one games here on the show. Uh, but Liberty Bryant 20 point win against Bryant. This was a game. I think Liberty was four and a half point favorites in this game. Boy, this this one felt good, Will. This was oh, yeah. man, this second half performance, and then only seven turnovers the whole game. This was this felt like the performance that we had been waiting for all year. Mm-hmm. Felt like it was a big game that we needed, and had we'd lost it, 
you know, you start to worry, are the wheels falling off a little bit going into conference schedule? But I like some of the notes that you pointed out here, taking care of the ball. That was the key. Yeah. Outscore Bryant 50 to 29 in the second half. Uh, that's uh, that, that's pretty impressive. Uh, our guy Brody was was lights out three for four beyond the arc. Kyle Rode had a great game. And then uh, Darius McGee just passed some guy named Steph Curry in the all time uh, three point <laughs> list. No, no big deal. You know, no, no never heard deal. of her. I yeah. don't. <laughs> yeah. was Steph Curry was that were you were you a senior? I was a sophomore. Curry's, um, Curry's like uh, the the. The year that they went to the Elite Eight? Yeah, I think so, because I think the year after I graduated was when Seth came and Stefan was at a couple of the games uh, in the Vine Center. So, And that was uh, that was pretty fun with a lot of the students yelling transfer uh, to <laughs> Stefan. <so. laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, but this was a big one. And then uh, the Flames followed it up with another really good performance, 19-point win over uh, Grambling State. Uh, who at the beginning of the year we thought, oh, this is a gimme game. Uh, actually, no, it's not. They uh, they were a quad three game, which is uh, we'll get a little a little bit more later on. But this was a pretty quality opponent. They won at Vanderbilt. Uh, this was the Darius McGee show. Yeah. Um, I mean, just some of the shots he made. He made a, a four point play in this one, uh, thirty six points. Just the degree of difficulty in some of the shots that that he took and made in this game. And then I think he was like. Still, I think he was like, uh, he made nine threes, which is a program record. I think he was like nine for 13. And, and to shoot nine for 13 for three with that degree of difficulty is just insane. Yeah. yeah, the way he was doing it. Um, yeah, when you know, watching this game, this is why everybody was excited that Darius came back. And as coach said, don't take Darius McGee for granted. I think it hit me watching this game and watching him going off, you know, like I knew subconsciously, like, oh, yeah, he's one of the one of the best players we've ever seen at Liberty. But I think watching this game and watching what he was doing, it hit me that this is like, this is it. We're watching something special here. Yeah. And in this game for Darius State nine threes against Grambling state, who literally their identity is, we are going to take away the three ball. Like that's what their coach literally says. And their defense looked better than oral Roberts. I thought, Oh yeah, no question. And then, yep. Liberty kind of flipped it on him, but Grambling shot three for 18. So this was a really, really nice win. Yeah. Uh, one guy I want to talk about before we move on to some other stuff here is I feel like the most underrated player on this team is Joseph Van Zandt. I was, I was digging through some of his stats last night. This guy's been super efficient uh, scoring. Hasn't shot the ball a lot. He's, he is not the turnover problem. He has, he has the, uh, the best turnover rate on the team, meaning he's um, when he has the ball, he's turning it over less than anyone else. I kind of feel like Vin Zan is really an underrated piece of this team that is just getting better and better. And I don't know if I want to say this or not. You know, whatever, I'm going to say it. I kind of feel like like Vin Zan might be kind of slowly developing into that like Caleb Holmesley type. Like we could see maybe that big leap after a guy like McGee leaves where maybe he becomes a little bit more of a scorer. Not to put any pressure on him, but... I don't know. What's your thoughts on, on Vin Zant? Yeah, I think we've all, I mean, we've known since day one how great of a defender he is. Um, but if you look at, you know, kind of our statistics, I'm sure you will go into this a little bit, but, you know, all of our shots are either right at the rim or from three. I think he could be a guy that 
you know, they're not really going to focus so much on offensively at this point, but if he can get that mid range game, maybe get some floaters in there, we know that he can dunk like crazy and he would be a very dangerous offensive weapon. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Really excited about Vincent. Excited to see his development here. The, the rest of the season. So here we are a sun play, uh, getting ready to get started here right after the holidays. I think I might have the date wrong. I think Bellerman's actually the 29th. Uh, so sorry about that. But uh, that that's the first game, the revenge game. Uh, yours truly is planning to be in attendance. So I'm really excited about that. Really cool to how that worked out. They're uh, playing an hour and a half from Cincinnati where I'll be for, for the holidays. So excited about that. And then Lipscomb. Uh, I feel like, Will, the schedule for Liberty, how it breaks down uh, – I don't want to jinx anything, but I do feel like it sets up Liberty for a chance to, I think, maybe go 6-0. and um, I would be very disappointed if they lose any of these first six games, to be honest. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's so deep. I don't, I don't know how to predict any of these games at this point. Um, I think we're playing a lot better, so I think we're kind of putting it together at the right time. Bellerman, the 69% chance. I don't know. I feel like... Maybe it would be a little bit higher just because they're lower lower ranked. Um, and that win against Louisville that they had doesn't look as impressive anymore because everybody's beaten them. <laughs> so I, I'm looking forward to the Lipscomb game, especially what they did the other uh, – was that yesterday or today? Um, yesterday. That, yeah. yeah, yesterday. Uh, interested to see kind of what that one is coming up right off the uh, new year. Yeah. Yeah, none of these games are going to be gimme. I, I like that Lipscomb's at home. That that definitely makes me feel good. Jacksonville State being at home. EKU's kind of that that team that they can play really, really good or really, really bad. You never know what you're going to get. They play a, a super fast pace. Uh, and then North Alabama and Central Arkansas improved, but still you know, they have been the bottom of the league. So, you know, uh, January 19th where, is where it really starts getting tough for Liberty at Jacksonville. At North Florida versus Stetson versus Florida Gulf Coast. That's a tough stretch. So that's that's kind of why I'm looking at this, and I go, man, you really kind of want to start here six and zero, oh, um, yeah. um, or at least maybe you know a five and one, really set yourself up well. But but we'll see kind of how, you know, how this uh, the the season um, unfolds. Uh, and here here's the the first weekend here of the A Sun. Uh, Really exciting game on Saturday. Jacksonville at Florida Gulf Coast on Saturday on New Year's Eve. Uh, this isn't uh, this is actually next Saturday, but yeah, on New Year's Eve, uh, that'll be a really fun game and and maybe a good gauge for kind of where uh, uh, both of those two teams are. So uh, really looking forward to uh, that. Uh, yeah, I, I saw some. Sorry, Nick. I saw someone comment on Twitter today about how the A Sun was going to be brutal to watch this year, and I disagree with that. Um, that looks like a great slate of games coming up. Yeah, I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know if they watched the <laughs> the, the Presbyterian Blue Hose and uh, <laughs> Long Point Panthers, <laughs> Longwood back before they were were good. I mean, they're. Man, there was some bad, bad basketball in in the uh, uh, the dark days of the the Big South. Then the Big South like go to like fourteen teams at one point at the end, and mm-hmm. whew, it was uh, it was tough. Uh, Florida Gulf Coast actually just went final. They had a 
they had a scare tonight. They were pretty big favorites against Canisius at home. Uh, they just won 84-81. I was kind of following that one. So another win for Florida Gulf Coast. Uh, and if you're watching, here's the net rankings. Uh, Liberty's creeping up on them, 75 and 78. You know, I, it's starting to maybe feel, although Jacksonville might have something to say with it because they're, they're, I think, really good too. I watch a little bit of their game. Um, they put a road game. It was like a standalone noon game uh, this week, and uh, they played really, really well. I think they're going to be tough. But Florida Gulf Coast Liberty, maybe, maybe getting a little bit of that that rivalry. It stinks they only play once this year. Mm-hmm. And not at all next year, unless it's non-conference game. I, I would love, I would love for, uh, uh, I would love for Liberty to maybe you know, talk to some of these teams they were in the ASUN with like, like Florida Gulf coast Jacksonville. Yeah. I think they would be fun teams to maybe schedule some, some, uh, you know, series for the next, you know, three or four years. Yeah. I thought maybe we would try to do that. Some with the big South, when we kind of went to the ASUN, we had that one game against Radford. I don't know that we played anybody else from the big South, but you know, hopefully this, you know, this time around with scheduling the be scheduling the way it is that, um, you know, we might get some of these ASUN teams. Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of where, where it stands. And here here's the uh, the quad rankings. Uh, Northwestern jumped up to quad one. They're right on the border. Uh, but Liberty does not have a bad loss. They do not have not even a mediocre loss. Uh, all four of the losses are quad one games. Uh, and if you're not familiar with that, um, this is kind of what the committee sees. You have your 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 rankings, your games broken down as quad one, quad two, quad three, quad four. Quad one is the best quality game you could play. Quad four is the worst. Um, yeah, I mean, for Liberty to be three and zero oh in quad two and three, when you're comparing them to other teams that are going to be fighting for 12, 13 seeds, uh, that's a, a huge, huge uh, selling point. So uh, I don't think Liberty is going to have any opportunities. I'm pretty. I'm, Liberty's not going to have any more quad one opportunities. A team like Florida Gulf Coast could could potentially be a quad two. Um, most of them will be the quad three. So for Liberty, it's just going to be, and we'll talk about it as we see the games. It's going to be important to avoid the uh, the the quad four losses, which are going to be teams like um, you know Central Arkansas, Bellarmine. Um, if you're playing them at home, like Austin P, North Florida, Eastern Kentucky, Jacksonville State. Uh, those are going to be really important that, that Liberty avoids any of those those kind of losses. And we probably will want, lose one of those games. At yeah, some point. It, it, it's it's unfortunately just kind of simple math. You know, you take one of them. But I don't know. I, I, it's been a weird year for Liberty because there were some games that were in the year. I was like, Ugh, man, maybe we're not as good as I thought we were. But then I watched like Southern Miss and they're boat racing everyone and they're like ranked 25th in the net and uh has been one of the best mid majors in the country and is maybe a team that's going to be a contention for that large bid and we liberty still completely outplayed them for 20 yeah. minutes of that game <laughs> you know really dug themselves such a hole they just couldn't crawl out of um i feel like if that southern miss game is played 10 times liberty probably wins six or seven at home Right. You know, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, Liberty, that, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I think that's the one that we wish we would have, we could have back, um, out of those quad one games. Um, you know, that the quads, it shows you that 
we're not losing to the teams that we should beat. I mean, it's it's good, but it's not outstanding. And I think if we could have one game back, I think it's that Southern Miss game. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, that was the home game. You know, that felt like yeah. the, the the most winnable. Um, you were supposed to lose to Oral Roberts. You were supposed right. to lose to Northwestern. You were definitely supposed to lose to Alabama. Um, yeah, I mean, but, you know, hey, it is what it is. Um, ultimately, it's not going to really matter in terms of making the NCAA tournament or not. The Southern Miss game doesn't put them over. They would have yeah. had to have won that game like against Alabama to really probably get in any at-large conversation. Um, so, but, you know, hey, I do, I as Coach McKay said, I do think these games are really good as you get into um, the end of, of, of conference play and into the, the conference tournament to have played some of these, you know, really tight games. Um, because remember last year there was, wasn't there a stretch where like Liberty played like no tight games. Like mm-hmm. it was all Liberty either won pretty handily or they were, you know, they lost by like 10 points. Um, yeah. And, 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 you know, maybe that was, you know, that Bellarmine game kind of felt like they hadn't been in a lot of these games when they got to conf- the conference tournament. Mm-hmm. And even in that one, you're still thinking like, okay, we're just going to weather this storm and, and come back and win it easily. And it just didn't happen. Um, it yeah. was kind of like uh, the end of a, a, a Hugh Freeze football coaching stint. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I do real quick. We want to uh, say a quick word from uh, one of our sponsors, Ironclad Coffee. Uh, and then we will come back with uh, some final thoughts for you. Virginia's best and most flames friendly coffee comes from Ironclad Coffee Roasters. Ironclad Roasters serves up their beautiful beans at two cafes in Richmond, but you can enjoy their crafted roasted specialty beans from anywhere in the country by visiting www.ironcladcoffee.com. Place your order there and it'll be roasted to your order and shipped out directly to your doorstep. Whenever you find yourself in the Commonwealth, pay them a visit at their two cafes in the Richmond area. Ironclad's owners, the O'Rourke family, are proud Flames Club members and are pleased to sponsor these podcasts by Sea Red. Hop on, hop on over to their website at www.ironcladcoffee.com now to get Virginia's best specialty coffee headed your way. All right. I've grown I've grown fond of that commercial. Yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Well, Will, you got any uh any final thoughts for us before we we wrap this bad boy up? Uh I'm excited for for conference play. Uh yeah, any final thoughts? No, not really. Just looking forward to it as you are. Um, you know, we were I was looking at some of the um the statistics statistics, easy for me to say. Uh, this afternoon about the the style components as Kim Rom Kim Pom ranks them. I'm having a little trouble today. Um, you know, I, and I don't know if it's a good thing where we are with that. I don't know if it's really good or really bad. It just kind of is what it is. But you know, over half of our field goal attempts are three point shots, um, and the rest of them are right at the rim. So I'd like to see us kind of develop a little bit of a mid game. I think Zach Cleveland and uh, Vinzant are two guys that could you know, maybe kind of fit that mold a little bit. And one thing I would like to go back and ask Coach McKay, and maybe we'll get to this uh, some other episode down the line, is kind of how Caillou changes his approach to offense. Yeah, we definitely need to bug him bug him about Caillou. Yeah. We, we'll, we'll definitely do that next time if, if Coach, yeah. for some reason, decides he wants to come on with us again. Uh, he might not. <laughs> 
we got a question here. Is that St. Nick or Dr. Will? I keep getting confused. <laughs> uh, all of the above. All of the above. Uh, yeah. Well, Will, uh, I hope you and your family have a Merry Christmas. This has been uh, so much fun doing the show this year. We will uh, be taking a break until after the new year. We'll, hopefully after that Lipscomb game on January 2nd. Maybe the day after, two days after, we'll we'll get back and 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 talk about where Liberty is at. Hopefully, we're you know Liberty's two and zero in the A Sun and uh, uh, really rolling. But I'm uh, I'm really really excited uh, for for this uh, uh, for conference play. Uh, I don't I don't know what to expect in the league, and that's exciting to me. You know, I I really genuinely yeah. don't know what to expect. I could see Liberty, uh, you know, kind of. I don't, I don't see Liberty like going undefeated, but I could see Liberty like, you know, being on a 14 and two or something like that. Or I could see them maybe being like, you know, 12 and six. I don't even know how many games they play, but you know what? I'm, you kind of get what I'm at. I, I could mm-hmm. really see it going mul- multiple ways. Yeah. If, if I can use a baseball analogy, it kind of reminds me of back before they had three divisions in each league and you had, you know, 15 teams going for a pennant and uh, the winner goes to the World Series. And, you know, there was a lot of log jams and a lot of trying to catch up with with some of those division races back then and so i'm looking forward to it and nick i would just like to wish you and your family a merry christmas and hope you um do the bojangle bell rock (laughs) well uh, on that note i don't know how else you could end the show thanks everyone for watching again if you are on youtube make sure you hit the like button subscribe to a sea of red uh, youtube channel check out a seared.com for all the latest liberty news and then of course This is also always available on podcast form the next day on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So make sure you check that out. All right, everyone. Have a great night. Go Flames.